This is Mike Brake, and I'm the pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. I want to say thank you for stopping by our podcast today. We really do believe that you're only one step away from the relationship with God that you've been wanting. So I hope the message today gives you encouragement, gives you some vision so that you can take that next step towards freedom. Enjoy the message. God says, I'm with you. And he, he replied to Moses and he said, I am who I am. That's my name. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. In other words, I am everything, I am everything you need in every situation. That's my name. So if you can name it, whatever you're dealing with today, divorce, failure, If you can name what you did last night that you're feeling guilty about today, there's a name above any other name. There's a grace that's greater. There's a Savior that's greater. There's a power that's greater than any situation that you will ever face. I am who I am. Moses still is not quite convinced, and he says, what if? What if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if? They say, the Lord never appeared to you. What if? We can what if our way out of God's plans and purposes for your life. Just like that. What if? And it will snowball. What if, God? What if? We want to overcomplicate the how. Come on, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but we can what if our ways out of God's purposes. What if, God? And then the Lord asked him, what is That's in your hand. What if I used what's in your hand? And he said, a shepherd's staff. And he replied to Moses. So you can give your sermon title to your neighbor as you're seated. You can look at him and say, what is that in your hand? What's in your hand? Go ahead and say that to your neighbor as you're taking a seat this morning. And you can look at your other neighbor. And you can say, what good is that? What good is that a shepherd's stick? What's that in your hand, Moses? A stick, literally a stick. And God says, perfect. Let's use that. Let's start with that right there. That little bitty insignificant stick that you call a shepherd's staff. Yeah, that's what's in your hand. Let's Let's go ahead and let's use that. If you have your Bibles, I want to skip over to the New Testament. It's going to be up on the screen if you don't have your Bibles with you so you can read along. John chapter 6 is where we're going to hang out here. We're going to read. If you've, been in, if you've grown up in church world, you know this story almost like, hey, I don't know if I want to preach this or not because everybody knows the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And then you have the little kid that brings us five loaves and two fish and Jesus feeds it. We learned it in, in Sunday school or whatever, so we all know the story. But I think there's some things in here today that I think God, if you're really open and listening today, I think he's going to set some people free. I think he's actually going to give you vision. Some vision for some things that he wants to do in you and through you that can set you on a course for your life today and set you free. So let's look in John chapter 6. It says, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. By this time, he started to attract a lot of attention. And turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy 
the bread to feed all these people. He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Now, Jesus, I would appreciate no tests, okay? I don't like the test. Just tell me what you're going to do. Don't test me, Jesus. I, I don't know how Jesus asked this question. In some ways, I can almost picture it as if he kind of had like a smirk on his face. You see all the people. I don't know. Like the largest crowd I can think that I've ever had to, to feed in a meal is, I don't know, maybe 100, 5,000. And it says that was just the men. They're hungry. Food was scarce. So it was a, a, a big deal. And I don't know how Jesus phrased this question. I don't know if he kind of had like a smirk. He's like, hey, Philip, what are we going to do, Philip? Got any ideas, Philip? I don't know if he, if he asked it based on Philip's reply, which we'll see here in a second. If he's like, Philip, what are we? I, I didn't plan very well. I'm like the leader. They're all looking for me, and they're all hungry. I know how people act when they're hungry. What are we going to do, Philip? And Philip's reply even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Like he did the math. And Philip's like, I, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Jesus, we don't have enough money. We've worked for months. We're going to do it. I don't know. I don't know how this interaction happened. Jesus was testing Philip. I got to say maybe that Philip didn't quite pass the test. He's like, ah, let, let's, let's keep moving on because that's all we know of Philip in this scene. He, like he moves on. He says, uh, then Andrew... <laughs> So, Philip, sorry, man, you, your anxiety is killing me here. I, I got enough as it is. We'll keep moving. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. He said, there's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. Now, what I love about Andrew, you don't see Andrew a ton. We get introduced to Andrew in chapter 1 of John. And Andrew is doing his thing. He's Simon Peter's brother. If you re read John chapter 1 this week, because... Andrew's an inspiration. He should be to all of us. Because when Andrew met Jesus, the next thing Andrew did was he went and found his brother. It says he met Jesus, and then he said, Andrew went and found his brother Peter. And Peter is the one that led this whole movement. Andrew went and found his brother. He's doing his thing here. Andrew, he's just finding people. Found people? When you meet Jesus, I'm going to go find other people. And he went and he found a little boy. Now, I don't know if he threatened this little boy. I kind of, I like to picture things and I don't know, he's like, give me your lunch, you know, or whatever. I, I doubt that happened. But here he is. He says, I found this boy and he's got some food. But what good is that? With the circumstances we're facing, what good is that? See, that's where we get stuck so much in the vision that God has for our lives. That God has something for you. He gives you a next step. And whether it's us or the devil, more times than not, devil doesn't have to say anything to us. It's within our own minds. We see the situation, and we've already added up exactly how it's going to go and what we think God can do or can't do or how he's going to bless, and we just, well, what good is that? But Jesus has a different vision. He says, that's perfect. Let's start with that. 
let's start with what that boy has in his lunch. And let's do something. So he says, he says, tell everyone to sit down. He says, sit down and shut. No, he doesn't say sit down. That comes out of you don't, We got the kids in the room. We don't say shut up here. Jesus says, have them sit down. Something big is about to happen. Let's, let's sit down. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves. He gave thanks to God. And distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. Everyone was full. And Jesus told his disciples, get this, don't miss this. He says, gather the leftovers. So that, say this with me, nothing is wasted. What we deem is insignificant, what is that? Not very good. Jesus says, nothing, no thing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled the 12 baskets with scraps and left by the, pe- left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. We tend to overcomplicate the how. Certainly, this was a mind-boggling situation. How are we going to feed these people? Tell them to go. No, they they were far away from any sort of food source. I don't know what we're going to do. We'd have to work for months to do this. All we have is this little amount, but what good is that? And so often we size up our situation with the things that we see. And so what, what is it that we have? Well, we have resources. We have time. We have money. And some of us, we've been working hard, taking net steps, trying to get out of debt. Because we got a load of debt, and all we see is the debt. And we got this, and we've been working. Like, what good is this? Wanting to give up on our resources. We have stories. You have experiences in your hands. But we tend to tell ourselves, my hands are dirty. There is filth all over. God can't use me. He can't use my story. I'm not... Like, I'm a hypocrite. Like, if I were to go and try to invite someone or share something, I mean, they're just going to look at my life. They know. They were there that night. Who, me? I remember when I first started going to church, my college buddies, they're like, hey, what did you do this week? And I said, well, I went to church. And they're like, who, you? You went to church? Yeah, I I did. And who am I? What else do you have in your hands? What are in your hands? You have creativity. Some of you can write. Some of you can sing. You have have talents, and you're like, oh, but somebody else is way better at it than me. I mean, they've been doing it longer. They've been doing it better. What good are my talents? You have so much that is in your hands, but we tell ourselves so many times in one way, shape, or form, what good is that? Listen, here's the message today. What's in your hand? Whoever you are, who you are, and what you have is a perfect candidate to be used by God. I'll say that again. Who you are, you are a perfect candidate 
to be used by God, no matter what you say, no matter what they said, no matter what you've done. And what you have in your hands is perfect for God. He says, yes, let's start with that. I know it doesn't look like much. I, I know you've been inviting that friend to come. You've been, you've been sharing a little bit of your faith, and it doesn't look like anything's working. You're like, what good is this? Let's start right there. Let's just start with that little bit of seed of faith that you have going because we are going to do something with that. I have right here. I had to put it in a little baggie so I didn't lose it today. A seed. Anybody want to tell me? I got to be careful. I'm gonna, it's so small, fall through the cracks of my finger. What kind of seed this is? Got a guess? Mustard seed? No, it's close. It's an apple seed. Does it look like an apple? No. You all know this. I'm, I'm terrible at gardening. Anything I put in the ground is going to die. But you know, whatever, whatever the seed is never looks like the final product. From one little seed, when planted in the right environment, it can produce a harvest far greater than this little tiny thing. So often we see this and like, what good is, I don't even know what that is. Like, what's this going to produce? What good is that? You don't know. You don't know. Don't be God. He's trying to do something through you today. He's trying, vision. This is what we see. But God sees something far beyond what you see in your capabilities in your finances, in your relationships. There's something greater for you today. You see five loaves and two fish, and he says, I'm feeding thousands with what we're going to do today through the faith of this young boy. What good is that? Hey, what'd you bring to the table, Andrew? This is my lunch. Everybody else is hungry. This is my lunch. I'm going to give it up. What'd you do? You're the leader of this thing. You, you forgot about... Here it is. I'm going to place what I have in my hands into Jesus' hands. And when you do that, the potential is unlimited. I'm trying to give you vision today. Vision to take things that are in your hand. What's in your hand? And give them to Jesus. Literally today, what's in your hand? When you walked in today, you got one of these. We're going to write an encouragement card to the staff here at Aspen. They've given us a home. We don't, we're homeless. We're a mobile church. That's fine. That works out great for us. But we, we, we made a, a, a challenge to ourselves. Whoever houses us, be it the Holiday Inn Express when we first started or Aspen Elementary or wherever we go, we're going to bless them. They're going to say, I'm glad Freedom Church was here. Well, it's not much. This ain't, it's, what good is that? You don't know. I don't know. We're going to, today, what's in my hand is an opportunity to encourage. So when we're done here in a little bit, and then we'll explain it, we'll give you a little sample letter. But you get to write a note of encouragement. I'm not trying to, to save anyone. We don't need any religious talk or anything like that. We're just going to be positive. Say, teachers, you're changing the lives of students, the next generations of leaders. Thank you for being so committed. Thank you for being so passionate. Thank you for doing what you do day in and day out, unpaid. You work hard. You work many unpaid hours, unseen hours. Thank you. That's all they need. 
And we got a little gift bag that we're going to put together with them too. Tomorrow, what do you have in your hand tomorrow? On Monday, maybe it's a maybe it's a Bible. You're like, hey, I haven't opened this thing up, and it doesn't look like much. Like I'm just reading a couple of verses, but you don't know what God's going to speak to you when you open that thing up. I, what's in my hand? A Bible. God, speak to me. Speak right to my heart today. What's in your hand on Tuesday? We all have one of these in our hand. Yeah. What can I do here? The average Facebook user, the average, roughly 600 friends. Roughly 600 people that you can influence. I'm going to say there's about 50 of us in this room with social media accounts. If you just do the math, that's 30,000 people in one week that we alone, this in this room, could influence. So maybe on Tuesday you see the message and you hear it, you liked it, I don't know. I'm going to share it. I'm going to share one sentence, a blurb about what I get. You don't know, you don't know what that could do. It's blown my, my mind. We, we're, we're not high production. There's a little camera there. Hello, everyone. There we are. It, it, it's just standing there. It's not like some elaborate thing. And I've had countless conversations of people who are saying, I, can't, I love what Freedom's doing. And they're all across the United States. It's not like every day or, or anything like that. And that's what we're not. It's just God's using it. You never know what's in your hand can be a major influence on reaching people for God. On Wednesday, Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it? Mike, 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 Mike. Hope day. We're tired. We're changing diapers. It's laundry. We got dishes. And it's so mundane. And we're doing, we're getting the kids ready for school. What, did, what good is all this? We're dying here on the day-to-day -day everything stuff. And God's saying, you don't know what I'm trying to do through your kids. You have no idea the vision I have for them. Hang in there. You got a bad hand? Don't fold. Keep loving. Keep supporting. Keep doing the everyday thing that you overlook to say, I'm doing something in you and through you. I got something powerful for your kids today. I know it's hard. It's like some of the most challenging stuff for your patience, for your character. Don't give up on Wednesday and on Thursday. Thursday, I always think about friends. Back in the day in the 90s, Thursdays was friends night. But maybe you're in, our, our, our strategy to reach Los Alamos, invest and invite. Just be a friend. Don't, don't, you don't have to make people a project. Just love people. That's all you got to do. Just love people. Be a friend. Invite them to coffee. Invite them over for dinner. Maybe it, it doesn't seem like much. It's just dinner. But you don't know. On Friday, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to take next steps on this Friday. I'm not going to live another week. Like, I, like I'm going to continue to take next steps and grow in my relationship with God. So, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm going to serve. I'm going to figure out where I can plug in and serve in the church. Maybe there's a place outside the church where you can serve. You say, you know what? I'm going to give. God's blessed me, and I'm going to live generously. Maybe it's a connect group. You say, hey, I want to get plugged in. Because this thing isn't about me and there's other people who I want to go through life together with. I'm going to take next steps on Friday. It doesn't seem like months. I'm just joining a group. You don't know what God's going to do. You could be meeting your next best friend, a lifelong friend in a group. You don't know. And on Saturday, if you're like me, I got a remote in my hand. I'm just chilling, 
with a remote. But I'm going to say, you know what? I've been going and going and going and going and going. And I'm going to just keep going with this remote, which I think feels good. But you know what? I haven't been still all week long. I'm going to take what's in my hand. I'm just going to be still before God for just a few minutes. Stillness. What's in your hand? That's the question today. What's in your hand? Whatever, we have this, we, when we say oh, God has a plan for your life, we tend to think, oh, there's some big grand vision. And I believe that. But that's going to happen through these little 1% changes. These little small, seemingly insignificant things that you're like, no big deal. I don't know. And just what good is that? And I'm telling you, if you would do 1% today, 1% today, 1% today, next step, next step, next step, you're going to see God's grace throughout everything doing something big, and you would have never pictured it in your life. Here's the challenge. What's in your hand? You got re- to release it to him. The mom and dad of that boy. It's okay, son. I know we don't, we're not going to eat tonight. You give it, give it to Jesus. I, I, I don't know what he's going to do, but I trust him. Let's be like that boy. Let's be like that family. We, we all have little bitty next steps in our hands. You have something in your hands to be used by God, and you don't know what's on the other side of it. All I want to say is take that next step today. Take that next step today. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for today. In a story that most of us, if we've grown up in church, we know it. Something so simple, something so insignificant yet. And and someone who was overlooked, a little boy, not even counted in the number. Shows faith that challenges us to look beyond our circumstances and our situations, to put that in the hand of God and say, okay, I trust you, God. I don't know what you're going to do with that. I have no clue. I'm like Philip, I'm like Andrew, I don't, I don't know. But I'm going to put it in the one who does have a clue. Father, I pray that we don't miss the meaning of the miracle because they wanted more food after that. But you said you're the bread of life. That miracle, you're, you didn't come here to... to to provide free food for everyone. You, 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 you came to provide freedom for everyone to be made right with you. And so I just want to, with your head bowed and eyes closed this morning, I want to give you an opportunity today. If you came in here today and it's like, I don't know if I'm right with God. I, I like Jesus. I like this story. I want to go and live for him. I want to take next steps and do those things. But I don't know if I die today. What? If, if, would I be in heaven? I don't know. Well, the Bible is very clear. It, just, it says, hey, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father through him. Everyone's invited. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to do a thing. It's a gift that he gives to anyone who will receive. That's why he came to die on the cross. That bread that he broke that day, 
He said, I'm the bread of life. My life will be broken for you on your behalf for forgiveness of your sins. If you believe and turn to him, say, I'm going to give my life to Jesus, he'll willingly forgive you of everything. And you don't have to do anything to earn it. You just receive it. So if that's you today, if you feel like God's speaking to you today, saying, I want to start a relationship with you. We want to start this thing off. You've never had a relationship with Jesus before. And today you say, I want to nail that down. I don't want to leave here wondering. You don't have to wonder. You can nail it down today. And there's no better time than today. Thank you again for listening to the podcast at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. A few next steps that you can take coming out of this. One is head to our website and let us know just exactly how we can help you take your next step. Also, if we have had a positive impact in your life or in your family and you want to partner with us financially, you can go to our website and click give. That will get the message out so we can impact more people through this ministry. And finally, click the subscribe button. That way you know you get the latest content from the podcast as well as rate it, review it. That will help get the message out to others. Hope you have a a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening.